With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, adam at adamsweb.us. And be sure and rate the show on iTunes. Also, I want to encourage you... If you've not already, to pick up my Christmas superhero story, The Speed of Santa. It is available in the Kindle store. It's also free if you have Kindle Unlimited. Or if you have Amazon Prime, you can read it for free as part of the Kindle Owner's Lending Library as your selection for the month of December. That's The Speed of Santa. Alright, well now it's time for today's episode of Superman. The original air date, November the 19th of 1949, and this one is One Minute to Death. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Adventures of Superman. When the planet Krypton, home of a race of supermen, exploded into dust, the sole survivor was an infant boy who had been shot to earth in a sealed rocket. Today, that boy grown to manhood is known as Superman, sworn enemy of the forces of evil. To aid him in his never-ending fight for truth and justice, he masquerades as Clark Kent, crime reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. His secret is carefully guarded. No one is aware that Kent is Superman. No one but you. Join with us now on ABC as Superman saves an innocent boy from the electric chair in an exciting transcribed story of crime and courage entitled One Minute to Death. The night was clear but dark. There were stars in the black canopy of the sky, but a waning moon had long since dipped beneath the horizon when young Johnny Weber circled the modest shingled house on Pine Street in the suburbs of Metropolis. Moving silently across the soft cushion of the lawn, he stationed himself beneath a second-story window. Looking up, he whistled softly. A long moment of silence broken only by the chirping of crickets and the hum of insects. Then, almost like a delayed echo, there was an answering whistle. Moving to the rear of the house, Johnny waited in a protected darkness. He saw a light go on in the kitchen, and then go off. A key turned in a lock. The rear door opened, and a young girl tiptoed down the four steps. Oh, I thought you'd never come. I had trouble getting a car. Well, did you get one? Yeah, but I, I gotta go pick it up now. It'll take me about 20 minutes. Whose car is it, Johnny? Uh, one of the boys. Hey, look, honey, you go get ready and meet me out front. Whose car is it, Johnny? What's the difference whose car it is? All we're gonna do is drive it up to Glen Oaks, get married, and drive back. I want to know whose car you're borrowing. I told you, one of the boys. Oh, Laura, honey, we're killing time. You promised me that you wouldn't have anything more to do with that gang you used to hang around with. Baby, I'm not. I spent two hours calling up people trying to get a car. 
Nobody was home. Well, we can wait. We don't have to do it tonight. We've been waiting six months. If we don't do it tonight, we'll never do it. Baby, please, don't make it tougher than it is. You still haven't told me whose car it is. You wouldn't know if I did tell you. Just a guy. And anyway, baby, we're only taking it for the night, that's all. After we give it back in the morning, we're through with the car and we're through with him. I don't like you getting mixed up with those hoodlums again. I'm not getting mixed up. Baby, believe me, you go get ready. I'll be back in 20 minutes. Johnny, wait. You've got to promise me something. What? That you'll return the car in the morning and never have anything more to do with whoever you're borrowing it from. Sure, baby, why not? On your word of honor, Johnny? On my word of honor. I am, officer. All right, let's see your driver's license. Uh, sure, I'm on my way to pick up my girl. Here, we get married in Glen Oaks tonight. I guess I'm so happy about it, I forgot it was going so fast. Registration? Huh? Car registration. The owner's license. That's it. Oh, gosh, I got to get it. You see, I just borrowed this car for tonight. Oh? Who owns it? A friend of mine. What's his name? Uh, name's Tony. Tony what? Uh, I don't know his last name. Must be a real good friend. Well, see, it's this way, uh... Yeah? Um, just borrowed the car for the night on account of me and my girl. Yeah, you said that before. What, did I? Yeah, I guess I did. What have you got in the back? Oh, nothing. Turn your motor off. Well, look, officer, my girl's waiting for me. Turn it off. Okay. Let's have the key. Yeah. Well, what are you looking for? Anything I can find. Sit tight while I open the trunk. Well, why don't you just give me a ticket for speeding and let me go? You're going to get a lot more than a ticket for speeding. Get your hands up. Get out. Hey, what's the idea? Come on, keep them up. I don't get this. Not much you don't. Where'd you get the radios? The what? The ten portable radios in the trunk. I don't know what you're talking about. Come clean, Johnny. Where'd you get them? I told you, this ain't my car. I borrowed it. I I don't know nothing about no radios. How about the name of the man you borrowed the car from? You remember it now? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. It's Dinelli. Tony Dinelli. Where does he live? I don't know. Honest, I don't. How'd you get the car? I picked it up at the Turnpike Tavern. It's kind of a roadhouse on the Turnpike. Yes, I know where it is. Is Dinelli there? Uh, I guess so. He was there when he gave you the car, wasn't he? Yeah, but I don't want to get mixed up with him. Why not? I just don't want it, that's all. You're going to have to get mixed up with him, Johnny. You say he owns this car. That's right. There are ten new radios in the trunk that could have been stolen. Well, we're taking a ride over to the Turnpike Tavern, and you're going to pick out Tony Dinelli for me? And I'm going to have a little talk with him. All right, Johnny, pick him out. I don't see him. Sitting over there in that last booth with this girl. You'd better find him, son. Uh, it's that guy with the bald head knows, and he runs the place. Yeah. He's coming over. You looking for someone opposite? Yeah. Where's Tony? Tony who? Danelli. I don't know no Tony Danelli. Sure you know him. He comes in here all the time. He was sitting over there in that booth with this girl, Chicky, less than 20 minutes ago. Nobody was sitting in that booth all night. You got it wrong, kid. Well, you're lying. You're covering for hey, him. You little... Punk. All right, that's enough. We run a straight joint here, officer. Yeah, I know. Okay, Johnny, let's go. I tell you, he's lying. Let's go. Hannigan, State Patrol, car 17 reporting... 
Have a burglary suspect request ownership check on black Chevrolet sedan license 4Y6782. That is all. You better give it to me straight, Johnny. You heard the ownership report. The car belongs to a man named Walter Silsby on Cox's Lane, not to Tony Dinelli. I tell you, I got the car from Dinelli. I swear I... And you didn't know the radios were in the trunk. No, call my girl. Ask her what I was doing. All right, we'll ask her later. Right now, we're going over to Cox's Lane to ask Mr. Silsby. That must be his place, that shack. All right, keep walking in front of me, Johnny. Don't try anything. Why should I try anything? I didn't do nothing. Just keep walking. Okay, hold up. Knock on the door. Maybe he's not home. There's a light on. All right, try the door. See if it's open. <laughs> Step oh, inside. Remember, Johnny, I've got a gun in your back. I didn't do it. I swear I didn't do it. Three I, bullets in his could, chest and one in his I neck. I never saw the guy before. You gotta believe me. You gotta. It's not up to me, Johnny. I'm taking you in for murder. Arrested for murder, indicted, found guilty by a jury of his peers, and sentenced to die in the electric chair, young Johnny Weber, caught in a mesh of circumstantial evidence, now waits forgotten in a death house cell. Forgotten save by two people. One, Laura Williams, the girl he was about to marry. The other, Clark Kent, who, as crime reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, spent many hours at the trial and is convinced of Johnny's innocence. We find them both in Kent's office. All we've got left is a week, Mr. Kent. Isn't there some way of getting more time? Well, the governor won't grant a stay of execution unless we present new evidence. We haven't been able to get any. Yes, but how can we if they won't even let us talk to Johnny? Well, I'm expecting a call from the warden any minute now. I spent all morning at the DA's office, and he finally agreed to recommend that one of us be permitted to see Johnny. It's really up to the warden, but I'm pretty sure... Oh, wait a minute. That may be he now. Keep your fingers crossed. Clark Kent speaking. Oh, hello, warden. Yes, he said he was going to call you. I see. Well, thanks a lot. Yes, sir, I will. Thank you. Yes? Yes. Oh, One of us can see him at three this afternoon. Oh, thank heavens. You'd better go, Mr. Kent. I, I get all tied up inside and I wouldn't ask the right questions. And it might be better, too, if Johnny didn't see me. I think maybe you're right. Now, what do we want to know? How to find Tony Dinelli. Mm-hmm. Said there, there must be a way. Tell Johnny he's got to give you the names of Dinelli's friends, the places he usually hangs out, anything he can tell you that might help. Okay. And, Mr. Kent. Yes? Tell Johnny not to give up hope. Tell him I haven't. And tell him I... I love him as much as I ever did. Hello, Johnny. Hello, Mr. Kent. They'll only give me two minutes, Johnny, so I'll have to talk fast. First of all, Laura wanted me to tell you not to give up hope. She hasn't, and she says she loves you as much as she ever did. Thanks. Now, about Tony Dinelli. Our only chance to get you out of this mess is to locate Dinelli. He blew out of town a long time ago. You can count on it. Chances are you're right, but someone must know where he is. Well, if they do, they won't talk. I know what happened. I know it like it was written in a book. What do you mean? Tony and Silsby pulled that radio store job together. Yeah? When Tony went to Silsby's house the next night to get his cut, they, they got into an argument. Tony maybe had a few drinks, he pulled his gun and blazed away. Uh-huh. And he took the old man's car. 
When he sobered up, he realized the car was hot. That's when I came along. Yeah, but Johnny, knowing how it happened doesn't help us. We've got to prove it. And we can't prove it unless we lay our hands on Dinelli. Forget it, Mr. Kent. Tony's gone and he won't come back till I burn. We'll find him if we can get a lead. Now, what about his friends? But they'll cover for him. Don't worry about their covering, Johnny. Let me handle that. Just tell me who they are. For instance, you testified Dinelli was sitting in a booth at the Turnpike Tavern with a girl. Chicky. Chicky, do you know her last name? No. Well, was she Dinelli's girl? I guess so. One of them, anyway. Describe her for me. She's a platinum blonde, about five, three, or four. Kind of flashy, talks tough. Yeah. Used to be a cigarette girl in the joint before Tony picked her up. Go on. Well, that's about all. She's a cheap, hard-drinking dame like a hundred others. That doesn't help much, Johnny. Nothing distinctive about her, nothing different. The clothes she wears, her jewelry, or... Wait a minute. Tony gave her a ring with a great big green stone. An emerald? Emerald color, but it was too big to be real. Big around as a quarter. She wore it on her left hand. Now we're getting somewhere. She sounds like a good bet. Well, you've got to find her first. We'll find her. Where does she hang out? Any one of a dozen gin mills on the south side. Okay, my time's up, Johnny. I think I've got enough. Don't give up hope now, and remember that Laura and I are plugging for you. Thanks. Uh, any message for Laura? Yes. Tell her to forget about me. You sure you want me to tell her that, Johnny? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, no, no, Mr. Kent. Wait. Don't tell her that. Tell her right now. Tell her no matter what happens, I'll always love her. How was he, Mr. Kent? How did he look? Fine, Laura, fine. Did you give him my message? I certainly did, and he said to tell you he loved you more than ever. Poor Johnny. Oh, oh, oh now look, young lady, no tears. We've got work to do. Uh, I'm sorry. We've got six nights to comb every bar, gin mill, and honky-tonk on the south side. You think you can take it? I can take anything. It might mean staying out at all hours of the morning. What about your folks? They've practically disowned me now, so it doesn't matter. When do we start? Tonight. places did we cover? Seven. Well, that leaves five to go tomorrow night. Yes, but what if she shows up tomorrow at one of the places we covered tonight? We've just got to keep rotating and trust to luck. All we know, she may be homesick or even dead. It's been ten weeks since Johnny last saw her. It all seems so useless. Well, maybe not. I'll get a check and we can... What's the matter? Don't look now, but two couples just came in. One of the girls is a platinum blonde, and she's wearing a ring with a huge green stone. Oh, no. She's about the right height, too. Oh, I hope, I hope, I hope. Yeah, so do I. The captain's bringing them to the table next to us. Easy now. Don't look too interested. All right. She's got her left hand on the table. Take a look at the ring. Yes. What are you drinking, Chicky? Brandy and soda, like always. Brandy Did you hear that, Chicky? Uh-huh. Now, listen carefully, Laura. You've got to get acquainted with her. Oh, I'll tell you, we'll try pulling a fast one. I'll start an argument with you. I'll say, let's go home. You say, no, you want to stay. I'll grab your arm and you slap my face. And then what? I'll act as though I'm going to beat you up. Hmm? That's your cue to scream, you understand? Yes. One of those gorillas at her table is bound to come to your rescue. I see. I'll take a poke at him, he'll hit me, and I'll let him knock me out. Oh, no, no, I won't let you do that. Don't worry, he can't hurt me. Now, listen. Carry me out of here, but don't you follow. You stay behind. Thank the gorilla who saved you. Try to join their party. Tell them... Tell him you just got in from out of town. You have no money, no place to sleep. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe one of them, Chicky, I hope, will offer to take you in. Well, I don't know whether I'm that good an actress. You've got to be, for Johnny's sake. Oh, I'll do my best. Okay, here we go. 
All right, come on, kid. I'm sick of this joint. Let's go home. No, I like it here. I want to stay. I said we're going home. Now, come on. You let go of my arm. Let go when I get you out of here. You let go now. Why, you fresh little snip. Okay, pal, leave her be. Who asked you? Leave her be, I said. I'll take care of her, and you too. Oh, so that's how it is. Yeah. Okay, you punk. Clark Kent speaking. Mr. Kent, this is Laura. Laura, I've been waiting all morning to hear from you. So this is the first chance I had to get out. It worked, Mr. Kent. Yes, I know. What do you mean, you know? You went home with Chicky. But how... I waited outside the nightclub just to make sure. I followed you to her place, 274 Green Street. Yes, that's right. Where are you now? In a drugstore phone book. Yeah? She's got a hangover, and I came down to get some aspirin tablets. I don't suppose you've had a chance to learn anything. No, we got home at 5 o'clock, and she slept until 11.30. Well, don't rush it, Laura. Take it easy. Gain her confidence before you start pumping her. You might start by admiring that ring Danelli gave her. You know, the usual stuff. Did your boyfriend give it to you and so forth and so on? Got it. If she opens up and talks, fine. But if not, let it drop for a while. But Mr. Kent, we only had six days. I know, I know, but don't worry about that. If you can learn where Danelli's hiding out, the rest is easy. Oh, I'll do my best. Oh, and Laura. Yes. Chances are she's got a picture of Danelli somewhere in her room. Maybe even in her pocketbook. Get hold of it if you can. Well, I will if she lets me stay with her. Okay, I'll be here if you need me. Good luck, Laura. Any better now, Chicky? Yeah. Them aspirins and the coffee did the trick. Oh, brother, did I have a head. <laughs> you sure did. Oh, what time do we get in? Five o'clock? Bobo Lug wanted to come up, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I talked him out of it. Thanks, kid. Oh, he's all right, but he's got paws on him like an ape. But he sure flattened that punk who was trying to rough you up, didn't he? <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> One punch and the punk was out like a light. Oh, you feeling all right, kid? Oh, sure, I'm fine. Uh, Chicky, you did a nice thing bringing me home last night. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Oh, forget it, you're a good kid. Matter of fact, you're going to stay with me till you find a place of your own. You really mean that, Chicky? Why not? I got plenty of room here. What's today? Monday. What date? 16th. Let me see. You can stay with me until the 22nd. That's when my boyfriend will be back. Uh, Where is he, Chicky? Well, he had to take it on the... I mean, he had to go away on kind of a trip. Is he a traveling salesman? Tony? (laughs) He should get a boot out of that. No, you see, he kind of got into a little jam, so he had a blow for a while. But he'll be back Sunday, the 22nd, on a kind of on Saturday. Something's happening that'll... Put him in the clear. What's the matter, kid? Nothing. You got green around the gills. I... I was just thinking how nice it must be to have a regular boyfriend. Yeah, it sure is. How about let's rustling up some breakfast, huh? Uh, no, I'm not very hungry. Ah, come on. Snap out of it, kid. We'll find your boyfriend. <laughs> Yes, but it's not going to happen. Now, keep plugging, Laura. You're doing fine. But another day is gone by. Don't think about that. Just keep plugging. (laughs) 
money for an hour last night, Mr. Kent, but I couldn't get her to tell me where he's hiding out. I'm getting worried. Don't worry, Laura. Don't be too anxious. But today is Thursday. Only two more days. What about the picture? Have you had a chance to look around? No, she's been with me every minute. Yeah. Mr. Kent, why can't we have the police question uh-uh. or force her to tell us where he is? No, no, you can't force her, Laura. Anyway, that would be a tip-off to Danelli. This is the best way, believe me. Just don't get panicky. Something's bound to break. Mr. Kent, I found a picture and two letters from Tony buried under some clothes in one of her bureau drawers. Good girl. Where are the letters from? Marginuck, Pennsylvania. Where? Marginuck. M-A-U-G-A-N-U-C-K. Marginuck, Pennsylvania. Hey, I know. It's a coal mining town near Scranton. Shall I bring them right over? No. Where are you now? In the drugstore on the corner. You've got to verify the location if you can. He may have mailed the letters from another town. But, Mr. Kent, today's Saturday. It's our last day. Uh, I know, I know. Stay where you are. I'll come over. No, no, I can't do that. She only went out for a few minutes to pay her electric light bill. Either I've got to pull out altogether or go back to the room. I'll tell you what you do. Borrow an envelope from the druggist. Put the letters and the picture in it, seal it, write my name on it, and leave it there for me. I'll pick it up. All right, but then what? Talk to her when she gets back. Somehow mention Pennsylvania, the coal mines, you know. You might even tell her you've got a friend in Morganock. She's bound to react. Maybe even tell you that's where Danelli is. I hope you're right. I can't be very far wrong. You better go now. Chicky. Hiya, Doc. A box of Kleenex, an orange stick, and a pint of rubbing alcohol. All right. Where you been keeping yourself these days, Chicky? I see your girlfriend a lot, but I don't see much of you. Uh, that was rubbing alcohol, right? Yeah, a pint. What girlfriend? Oh, one's living with you. Dark hair, kind of nice looking. Comes in almost every day to use a pay telephone. Oh, yeah? Yeah, as a matter of fact, she was in just a few minutes ago. Left an envelope for some fella to pick up. She did? Yeah, yeah, this one. Oh, let's see it, Doc. Sure, sure. Clark Kent. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. Only she shouldn't have left it here for him. He's coming by the house. I'll I'll take it with me. Well, suits me. Uh, you finish wrapping that package, Doc. i got to make a phone call. Okay. What a dirty, no-good sneak. Bobo, this is Chicky. Hiya, baby. I need you in a hurry, Bobo. What's up? Tell you when I see you. Pick me up at the corner of Green and have a mire and make it fast. Oh, back so soon? Yeah, I'm back. Come on in, Bobo. You remember Bobo? He's the one pasted that guy you were with the night we met. Oh, of course. It's nice to see you again. Skip the glad hand, sister. Lock the door, Chicky. Yeah. What's the matter? Is something wrong? Not with us, sister. How about you? Chicky, what's he talking about? Get off it. Who are you stooling for, you little rat? I, I, I don't know what you mean. Maybe this will help you. <gasps> Where'd you get these letters and this picture? As if I didn't. I, I never saw them before. That's <laughs> for lying. You got them out of that drawer. No, no, I didn't. Are you stooling for the cops? Come on, answer me. Stop it. Stop. Answer me or I'll pull out every hair on your head. No, no. No what? Please. Please. Uh, She passed out. Get some water. Hey, look, what are you wasting time with her for? Let's load her in the car and take her for a one-way ride. I gotta find out who she's stooling for. The cops. Who do you think? It don't make no difference. You got the letters and the picture? Yeah, but I don't know how much she already told them. Who cares? That kid gets burned up in the big house tonight. By tomorrow, Tony is clear. What we got to do... Get the water, Bobo. Okay, that's the way you want it. 
Toss it in her face. Right. Lift her up. Oh. Put her in a chair. Yeah. Where am I? What happened? Quit stalling. You're right where you were, and you're going to stay here till you sing. Who's Clark Kent? I, I don't know. All of a sudden, you don't know nothing, do you? Oh, Please. You knew enough to duck into the drugstore every day and call the cops, didn't you? Please, I can't stand it. Then talk. I I don't know anything. Let me work on it, Chicky. Nah, she'll just black out again. What you said before was the right pitch. Where can we do it? I know a place. Okay, we'll fix it and we'll blow until tomorrow. Get a coat out of the closet. Come on now, up on your feet. Up. What are you going to do? Throw it over her shoulders. I'll go down first and get the car door open. You follow her and keep your gun in her back. Where are you taking me? Out for a little fresh air, sweetheart. dark-haired girl left the envelope for me, and then the blonde girl picked it up? Yeah, yeah, that's right, mister. Chicky, she, she's the blonde, said you were coming by the house. There was no sense in leaving it here. I see. How long ago was this? Oh, I'd say 15, 20 minutes ago. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Say, are you the Clark Kent writes for the Daily Planet? Yes, that's right. Well, what do you know? You know, I'd like to ask you something, Mr. Uh, Kent. I'm sorry, but I haven't time now. Some other time, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, drop by again. Yeah, sure thing. All right, looks like the lid's blown off this thing, and just when we were... Great Scott! Ducking into an alley, Clark Kent looks on in tense amazement as he watches Laura forced into the back of a dark green sedan, obviously at gunpoint. His first instinct is to go to her rescue, but he restrains himself. Can't start any trouble on the street. It would mean police cars, reporters, a front-page story, and a tip-off to Danelli. I'll have to follow them wherever they go as Superman. Almost before the sedan has pulled away from the curb, Kent has made the transformation from the conservative business suit of a newspaper crime reporter to the brilliant red and blue costume of Superman. Leaping high into the air, the only human being on Earth who numbers among his other amazing powers, the power of flight, follows the dark green sedan as it turns a corner and heads for the outskirts of the city. Twenty minutes later, in the darkening dusk of early evening, the car pulls into a narrow side road and comes to a stop. Okay, this is it. Get out. No, no, please, please, don't kill me. I'll tell you everything. It's too late now. Get out. Please, please. Come on, sister. No. Out to go. Stop it. You stay in the car, Chicky. Right, but make it fast. Go. Go of my arms. Let go, I said. All right, sister, say your prayers. I'd advise you to say yours first. Say what it says. Where did you come from? Out of the blue. Don't move, Laura. Let him have it, Bobo. Try it again, Bobo. Nothing happens. Watch what happens now. There. Don't let her get away. She's got the letters in the picture in the handbag. Oh, not so fast, Chicky. Go of me, you big ape. Here's the bag, Laura. Me. Hold on to it. You'll pay for this. You just wait. Let's get up to the main road, Laura, and flag the first car that comes along. Tell them to send the police back here in a hurry. Okay. Oh, you got no right to do this. Let's not discuss right and wrong, Chicky. Just tell me one thing. Where's Tony Donnelly? How should I know? If you don't, who does? And you better tell me before the police get here, because when they do, it'll be too late. I didn't do nothing. Donnelly murdered a man, and you shielded him. You're an accessory. Would you like to spend ten years behind bars? For what? A cheap punk who turned his mother in to save his own skin? Think it over, Chicky. I can make it easier for you if you play along. Yeah, sure. I can believe that. You can believe it. Well? You know where he is. She saw the letters. Morganuck? I'm not saying anymore. Okay, that's enough. There's a state police barracks two miles down the road. The man said he'd notify them. Good girl. Oh, but what's the use of all this now? It's too late. Too late for what? It's almost six o'clock. We can't get to Pennsylvania and back in time to save Charlie. We can't, but I can. Oh, your man must have passed a patrol car on the road. Here they come. Here, give me those letters in the picture. Hurry. I don't want to waste time with explanations. You'll have to tell them what happened. Yeah. Do, do you really think... Don't worry. Pick up the gun her gorilla friend dropped and hold it on Chicky until the police get here. Have you got it? Yes. 
Okay, they're here. So long, and keep your chin up. Leaping into the now-darkened sky, the Man of Steel hovers for a moment above the narrow side road until he is certain the police are on the scene. Then, turning in midair, he heads north, almost with the speed of light, racing against the grim specter of death. Hours later, in his guise of Clark Kent, he picks up Tony Dinelli's trail at a bar and grill in the coal mining town of Morganuckle. But now time is precious. It is 10.30, and Johnny Weber's execution is scheduled for 11. Every minute counts. The trail finally leads to a cheap rooming house at the edge of town. Once more in his true role, Superman knocks at Tony Dinelli's door. Open up, Dinelli. I know you're in there. Open up or I'll come in and get you. All right, if that's the way you want it, here goes. No time for horseplay, and anyway, I want that gun. Probably the one you used to murder Walter Silsby. Just to make sure you don't give me any trouble on the trip back to Metropolis, here's a little sleeping pill. Now to the state prison, but fast. I'm sorry, Superman, but there's nothing I can do about it. But they've got an innocent man in that execution room. This man is the murderer. That may be, but the only one who can stop it now is the governor, and there's no time. But I tell you... They're strapping him into the chair right now. They'll be pulling the switch at 11 sharp. Just one minute. There must be a way. There's got to be. Wait a minute. Yes, there is. Here, watch this punk for me. I'll be back. Racing into the prison yard, Superman's sharp eyes penetrate the darkness. In a split second, find what they want. The power lines running from the prison's electric generators. Leaping off the ground, he grips the heavily insulated wires in his hands. Rips them apart as though they were cotton thread. There's a shower of sparks and a great hissing and crackling as the severed wires writhe and twist like tortured snakes. And the entire prison is plunged into merciful, light-giving darkness. Johnny, how does it feel to be married, people? <laughs> it feels wonderful, Mr. Kent. And it never would have happened if not for you. And Superman. Yes, don't forget Superman. You know, I was a little worried that the warden and the governor would be furious about those power lines being ripped apart. But they weren't. <laughs> it's too bad Superman isn't here so we could thank him personally. Well, Johnny, I'll tell you, he really is here. Is he? Where? Or shall we say, in spirit. <laughs> And so ends One Minute to Death on The Adventures of Superman, which come to you now each week at this same time over many of these ABC stations. Superman is a copyrighted transcribed feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines. ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. Well, a very suspenseful episode with some nice, exciting moments and a good problem for Superman to solve. The, probably the oddest thing in this episode was the uh, shopkeeper who went ahead and gave away the message that Laura prepared. It's just not really secure or a good way to follow trust. It calls to mind a quote from that great film, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. James Lanza enjoyed this episode as well, praising it quite a bit. He uh, loved uh, 
Bud Collier's acting, and he really got a chance to shine in both uh, as both Clark Kent and Superman. And he referenced another episode of The uh, Shadow, a uh, Death House uh, Rescue episode, which was one of the first Orson Welles episodes circulating. And while that's a somewhat different episode, I, in terms of tone, I, I think I get what he's going for. It's like these different radio heroes, whether it's the Shadow or Green Hornet or Superman, might address similar problems, but they're going to do it in their own way. So this is kind of the Superman take on the same problem that the Shadow dealt with. It's carried off really well, and it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. All right, well, listener comments and feedback now. Steven says on Facebook, I've been enjoying the half-hour episodes. I'd heard many of the serials, but not these half-hour shows. Thank you. Yeah, Superman is definitely, and for very good reason, better known uh, for its uh, serials because there's well over a thousand of them in circulation. But these half-hour shows are pretty well written. I think uh, uh, particularly these last couple of ones, without some of the challenges that the serial uh, lies form employs. We have uh, another nine weeks of them to go. I'd mention perhaps taking next week off, but seeing as talk show is appears to be working with uploading, uh, I don't see any reason why we won't be back next week uh, with uh, another episode before we take uh, Christmas off, and then we'll finish this series up in the new year. Uh, of course, next week, one thing we do look forward to, and I should have mentioned when I was talking about the show, uh, look forward to the return of the supporting cast who managed to take a week off. Uh, and we're not needed uh, in this episode. Uh, their absence didn't hurt, given the way the plot turned out. All right, well, we'll see you back here next Monday with another episode of Superman. In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us and be sure and rate the show on iTunes from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.